Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast with uh, Take Five for Real Estate. Got a great uh, guest today, Ken Brand with Compass Realty. Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Owen. It's good to see you. Good to catch up with you. Thank you. It's good to catch up with you. So uh, let's jump in. You've been, I've known you since I was a a baby loan officer in the uh, mid, early 90s, and you were in the woodlands. Can you kind of trace us through your career from uh, in real estate? Sure. Um, I began probably before you were born, Owen. Ah. Um, so I, <laughs> I grew up in uh, San Diego, California. I was born and raised there. And I got into the real estate business in December of 78. So it's been almost 40 years. And I uh, got into the brokerage business. And then after two years, I moved to Austin. So I've been in Texas for over 30 years. So there I met my wife, Robin. You know, Robin. Uh, we got married, had our kids there. She's from Austin and uh, continued my career there. So I've been in the real estate exclusively, the only thing I've ever done uh, for the past 40 years or so. And then we moved to the Woodlands where we've lived uh, uh, maybe for uh, about 30 years now. And um, I've been in the real estate market in the Woodlands and in Houston since then. Right. And so, so that's where I met you in the Woodlands. I was, a, you know, we had territories back then. Uh, yeah. So my territory was the Woodlands. And so I, mm-hmm. I, although I don't live there, I grow up and back just about every day. And right. of course, um, and it, it was certainly a community that everybody knew, knows everybody, everybody knows everybody else's business. Is it still that way as large as it's become? Uh, it's that way a little bit, I would say, in the real estate business, because uh, the number of agents still a why it's much larger now, right? There might be a thousand or so agents working in the Woodlands areas on a regular basis. But community-wise, it's kind of spread out now a little bit. Uh, it's pretty big, 150,000 people and so on. So you have a sense of community that are kind of um, revolve around the different villages or activities that you might do with your children or a few uh, fitness activities and yeah. uh, charitable events and things like that. So um, it's not quite as intimate, uh, which is good in some cases, but still a very nice hometown feel where you see people that you know uh, when you're out dining and shopping and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And is, has the Woodlands stopped growing? Is it, is it reached its maximum square footage or? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and the answer is, uh, I would say as a contrast, maybe 10 years ago, there might be 2,000, 2,500 new home sales, right? blowing and going, building out the new villages. Now there's various pockets. They probably still have maybe another couple of thousand, a few thousand homes that will be built over time. Uh, And they're in the higher price ranges because things of course have escalated lot cost and so on compared to in the past where they would have, you know, starter range, mid range, high range and custom homes. Uh, So it's, it's, uh, I would say probably 95% built out now. Yeah. 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 In terms of residential. Yeah. Um, so, and you're with Compass now. So how long have you been with Compass and what's your role there? Yeah, I'm a sales manager with Compass. We've been in the woodlands now for just a little over a year. I'm coming up on my one year uh, anniversary right. with them. So Compass is a relatively new company uh, in terms of some of the other brands that you've seen around. Boom and Health in Houston um, now going on the third year. And in the three years, we've become the number one broker in terms of uh, dollar volume sold, listing sold, and things like that. Right. We're a little bit different in that we don't, um, not that there's anything wrong with it, but our business plan is to uh, work with experienced professionals with a track record. So we're, we're not hiring new agents. 
and you have to have a certain uh, production threshold and experience level in order to uh, be invited to join Compass. So it's a little bit different than some of the um, other uh, brokerages. And I really enjoy um, as a sales manager working with um, nothing but um, experienced professionals that um, have a great track record. Right. Well, you certainly deserve to be in that spot rather than, uh, you know, yeah, herding thanks. cats. But I've, you've herded cats in the past, I imagine. Yeah. Did, uh, I still herd cats. Only the difference is these are big cats. Yeah. Right? <laughs> these are lions, uh, lions and tigers and cheetahs. And uh, but it's still herding cats because they're um, extroverted salespeople. And they're all entrepreneurs, right? So they are very right. hard-charging personalities. <laughs> right, right. So uh, talk about that a little bit. What what makes a good agent? What uh, for someone that's thinking? There's lots of people that come in and out of real estate for different reasons, and and how come some stick and become successful and others don't? What's what's traits of a, of a good agent? Yeah, one of the things uh, that I'll share with you is that I share with agents when I'm working them, right? So the two keys to uh, Success in the business probably begin with you have to know what other people don't, right? So if you want to be successful, you have to be a student of the game. You have to be all in. And um, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, you have to know contracts and um, and so on. That's important. But you really have to understand inventory. You have to understand marketing. Uh, you know, to help your sellers and and doing what they're doing, staging, merchandising, presentation, communication, problem solving, all of those type of things. So you have to be a student of the game. Uh, in order to um, understand those things so you can deliver at a high level for your uh, buyer and seller clients right. and also your relationships with your co-brokers, right? So you have to be all in in terms of being a student of the game, evergreen learner. And then uh, what sets the real winners apart is doing what other people won't do. So in our business, like your business and other businesses, we know what works um, and you just need to do it, right? So as an agent, um, the way you market yourself, the way you deliver your services and so on is um, uh, everybody knows how to do it, but you have to be willing to make the commitment. Mm -hmm. Now, in the business, you, uh, how you approach a business might fall into two categories. One's transactional, where I'm just doing the deals and it's all about that. And that's a great business model uh, for some. Ours is relational, uh, where we're going all in and trying, and, and the goal, we're striving to deliver the highest level of service. So if you're going to be successful, that means that you have to deliver. You have to keep your promises, make big promises, keep your promises. And it really becomes a lifestyle for the successful right. agents because people are going to be contacting you and needing help and advice and guidance in the evenings, on the weekends. And uh, your job is to help those people when they need it, how they need it at a high level. And, and that's, what it, that's what it takes, that kind of yeah commitment very similar to yours owen right and the success that you have you're successful because you know you you're all in and, and and you make it happen and that's it's the same thing in the real estate business yeah yeah interesting uh yeah and i agree with you you know if i just say if i if my phone's charged i'm working i mean there's that's there's right. uh you're always available and you never know when that question is going to come and now it might come through facebook it might come through text it might come from a phone call an email you've got to just kind of be ready at yeah. all times you know you're on high alert right yeah yeah and then and then you know the 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 
if you're able to handle those quick reactions and get back to people quickly or, or catch the call as it comes in and have answers and solutions, then, uh, then yeah, it's, it's the mortgage world is similar to, to real estate in that, in that respect. Um, so with, with COVID and technology, two big, huge things that have been on our radar lately, what, where do you see uh, real estate going you know, locally, nationally, in in the in the future, after you know, assuming we get to the end of the COVID time period, how yeah. how will our world be different than uh, as it was before? Than it is now. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we in the real estate business probably the same experience everyone had initially when we locked down, which was about a year from uh, a year ago. Because I started at Compass on uh, the twenty fourth of this month, as I was saying, one year anniversary, yeah. and I started and then worked from home started. So I've only been into the office in the last maybe three weeks, mostly working from home. So we all thought that the real estate market, um, like a lot of markets and businesses, would just be crushed. Um, but after the initial lockdown and then real estate agents were deemed to be essential, um, what happened is as a result of COVID, people uh, began to experience like, this isn't the place I want to be. And I was thinking I might move sometime and so on. Um, so, uh, I want to make this move now. I need a place to homeschool my kids. You know, I need more outdoor space. Uh, I don't need this commute anymore because my whole work situation's changed. So I can live in an area that I want to live and, uh, eliminate that commute. So what happened was, uh, that in combination with the low interest rates, right. right. Affordability caused people to uh, speed up their decisions that they might've made another year or two, right. Because things were really exacerbated. And then, uh, so it's the market jumped. And then what happened is, or what happened as a result of that, because of distancing and so on, is we had to embrace as a real estate industry, uh, digital solutions for showing and for contracts and for closing and getting the paperwork back and forth and um, inspections right. and things like that. So um, we, uh, the tools were there, Compass had a lot of the tools already there and uh, in order to do that. And, and so what happened, it accelerated the adoption of the tools to use with clients because right. now that's what they've needed. Right. Um, now, as we're coming out of it, um, I think that the digital tools that speed things up and make things easier for everybody um, are used more frequently now because they're convenient and it works. Yeah. Um, we're just showing property differently. One of the different same thing, if you go to, uh, maybe if you go shopping somewhere, you might have to stand outside for a minute, right? Why, tell us your turn. So we see now um, when some of these hot listings come on the market, which about every listing, um, there could be where, you know, several showings and you have to, there's people lined up, you know, waiting their turn right. because of the distancing. And so a change in behavior, um, a little bit, uh, more convenience because of the techno technological aspect of the business. I think speeding things up. Now we're having meetings like you and I are doing a podcast, but we're on a video call. And right. before maybe we had to meet in person and we get on the phone. Now we talk and we can see each other. Communication right. is better. That's kind of an impact. Right. And then I think what we're expecting now is we go into spring and summer uh, and the vaccines are rolling out. As you're saying, will we get back to normal? is that there is a big subset of um, buyers and sellers who would like to move, right? They experience the same thing. This is not where I want to be. I still want to take advantage of these low rates, but they were fearful for their health, right? I don't want anyone coming into my home. I don't really want to get out there and look, but now I've been vaccinated. 
and um, I need to, I'm thinking that I want something different and I feel safer allowing people in to my yeah. home. Now we still do distancing, right? Uh, mass when you're showing the home. So we still take all the precautions that somebody um, requires, but sellers have confidence that it's safer that they didn't have the whole previous year. Right. And so we're going to see those uh, individuals, families, groups, and or whatnot, uh, begin to enter the marketplace as we go into spring and summer, yeah. which will keep things just banging for the rest of the year is yeah. what we think will happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, you know, that whole challenge of having people walk through your house initially, that was, uh, you know, people were much more fearful, but I think you're right. I think pe people are loosening up with that idea and it can be done safely. And you're right with, we're starting to get vaccines. And so yeah. hopefully by the end of this year, that'll, that a little more confidence. Be, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll be gone. Yeah. So one of the questions I like to ask uh, all my podcast guests is, uh, do you have a memorable transaction or a story worthy transaction that you'd like to share with our audience? Sure. Um, let's see now as a sales manager, I'm not actively listing and selling, but I get to hear the stories right, yeah. of what people are doing and crazy things. And so um, we had this one transaction, we represented the seller and uh, it was pretty contentious you know, as it was going through between the buyer and the seller and the price and terms, this was probably almost well more than a year ago, but it was, it sticks out of my mind. And so there were some repairs and things need to be done. And before closing, uh, it's customary for the buyer to do their walkthrough right. before closing to make sure the repairs have been done and everything's ship shape and ready to roll. So the buyers uh, did their walkthrough house was in great condition seller fulfilled all their obligations, but the seller, this wasn't in the woodlands, but the seller had some chickens in a chicken coop and they were still there. And so the buyer called and said, Hey, we don't want chickens, you know, get those out of our yard. So um, this was the day after closing. So the buyers did the walkthrough, everything looked good except for the chickens. Seller said, don't worry, we'll take the chickens just before, uh, you know, before you, uh, before we close. Right. And uh, the buyer didn't go over to check. Nobody checked because we took them at their word. But what happened is the seller didn't. Right. It closed and funded. Seller took off and basically said, not my problem anymore. <laughs> and so, uh, of course, the buyers are furious. Right. And then who wouldn't be? And so they get a hold of the listing agent, uh, which was us, listing broker. Hey, your guy didn't do, you know, your people didn't do what they said they were going to do. What, you know, what should we do? So I get the phone call. I don't know. Um, do you want any chickens? No, I don't want any chickens. I don't know anything about it. Well, why don't you uh, see? I hear that chickens are kind of popular to some people. Uh, why don't we put it on Facebook for sale and then go into maybe um, I forget the other website where you sell stuff. I don't, I don't you, and just see what happens. Well, they went in, right. This is all the same day, placed an ad, got a flurry of interest, you know, no price, just come get these chickens and these coops. Right. But several people responded. And then within three or four hours, someone ran over there with a, um, with a pickup truck, grabbed the coops, was happy to have the chickens off. They went and, and did happily ever after right? but uh the chicken the chicken situation was uh blowing up and got solved yeah. uh that's funny i well it's a good thing it wasn't like uh, poisonous snakes or something like that yeah, right <laughs> or a tiger or some crazy yeah. you know pigs right or something like yeah, that it might take more than a day that's pretty funny well uh ken i really enjoyed catching up with you and i enjoyed your insight and your your uh your 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 energy and your knowledge uh, what's a good way for people to get a hold of you if they'd like to reach out to you? Yes, uh, my email would be ken at kenbrand.com. Really simple there. And then my phone number is 832-797-1779. Uh, Always happy to help. Great. 
Well, thanks very much, Ken. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too, uh, Owen. And I want to thank you. You do a great job for all of us uh, getting those loans processed and so on. So thanks yeah. very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right.